Hello, hello. Welcome to the Two Deaf Codas podcast. My name is Paul. And my name is Josh. Hope you enjoy the show. Let's see. I'll start off with my dad. All right. So my dad is deaf. Um, he went to the Oklahoma school for the deaf when he was growing up. Um, and he had two deaf parents. So both of my grandparents on his side are also deaf. He has always told me that he doesn't like cochlear implants, doesn't agree with them, which personally I agree with. Yeah, me too. Me too. Though since I work at a school, I can't judge parents that choose that for their kid. True. Well, my mom, she's uh, deaf as well. But uh, she married a uh, hearing guy when she was 18. And then she had me. And I came out hard of hearing. But my mom, she uh, her all, all of our family, every generation before her has never been deaf. So she's the only deaf uh, person out of the entire family. So she's definitely gone through the struggle of... Uh, communicating with their own parents because their own parents just didn't know sign that well. Yeah. yeah. And uh, these days, you know, you can easily get training for learning sign language, but back in the day, you had to, like, actually go to school. Different mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So my grandpa and my dad and my sister, who's also hard of hearing, all have something called Noonan syndrome, which causes short stature... Um, my dad's a respectable 5'4". <laughs> my sister's a respectable 4'10". <laughs> if she ever listens to this, she's going to punch me in the arm. Yeah, definitely going to punch you in the arm, as hard as she can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I did get checked, um... I don't have Noonan syndrome, but I do have hearing loss, hence the name. Coda. No, not Coda. Two deaf Codas. Two, two deaf Codas. Yeah, yeah. I yeah that's probably going to be another topic that we're going to talk about is the difference between deaf and hard of hearing, especially mm-hmm. schools. And hearing loss. And just, and yeah, and just straight hearing, up hearing loss. The, the phrase hearing impaired rather than deaf. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, we'll someday get into all the culture around deaf people. True. And it'll be very interesting. That would be. I really like the way this room is turning out, my guy. I know. It actually looks really nice. It's very cozy. I can't wait till this winter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or negative three degrees. Can't wait. Yes. Yes. See, I'm so... I'm getting sick and tired of this heat. Oh, yeah. Like... Sitting in the car and it's two times the temperature outside. Yeah. Gotta stay hydrated, though. Stay stay hydrated, boys and girls. Speaking about difference between deaf and hard of hearing is um, at my school, ever since I was in sixth grade... They put me in, in the uh, IEP system. And um, they were like, oh, he needs an FM. He needs he needs a cochlear implant. He needs all these things. But I was uh, like, I was talking to students and hearing the teacher just fine. But when they found out after a uh, simple hearing test, they thought, oh, like, okay, he needs a, he's like, he's completely deaf because he dropped a little bit on the uh, hearing test. so Honestly, you being on an IEP plan does not make sense to me. 504 would make more sense to me. Yeah, 504 would definitely make sense. But I'm on both because I have a translator. But uh, I, I try to explain to them that the only reason why I have a translator is because I understand ASO a whole lot more better than regular English. So that's that's why I have that, but... 
an IEP makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. I should have been on an IEP when I was in school because I have I have a diagnosis of autism. So but I was homeschooled, so I did have an IEP plan. It was my little technical issues with a 2000-year-old Mac. So anyway, my mom had a conference with my teacher, who is also my mom. <laughs> and she decided that she was going to let me work at my own pace. She was going to let me basically do my own thing for most of high school. I like that. I like that. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. You should definitely go at your own pace when it comes to anything, honestly. Like, um... On top of that, I have ADHD, so I was on meds, which started losing their efficacy when I was getting into my later years of high school, so my ability to focus dropped down to next to zero. So currently, as I'm at my job at the school, I don't need to be able to focus because I work with kids who have less of an attention span than I do. So it's really nice because I get to redirect my focus a lot. Yeah. That's a that's a good thing. And you you just make keys? Well, I also work on machines. On machines, okay. Nice. But I have, like, my brain produces a bubble, and I have no idea what goes on outside of that bubble. Uh, so, like... You can't really multitask that well? Oh, no, I can multitask very well. It's part of ADHD. But if I have too many pans on the stove, so to speak, it gets a little bit overwhelming. Is my stove off? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, for me, it only takes two pans on the stove, and I'm done. I'm overwhelmed. I get stressed very easily. So, I don't know if you call that an anchor problem, or just... Simply being overstressed. I, I, would, I would call that an anxiety thing. Yeah, and we have a Hartsfield in the background just playing around. It's our, uh, it's our... Rescue cat. Rescue cat. Yeah. I, I work respite with some families, and one of the families uh, had him. He had started marking his territory, and they offered me $40 to quote-unquote, get rid of him. So, now he's my cat. And he's an awesome cat. He's a little clumsy, but he's an awesome cat. Yeah, I like him. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a a funny cat. (laughs) Honestly, before I got him, I didn't know if I'd be able to like a cat. I've always been a dog person growing up, and, you know, the thought of having a cat... I don't know, kind of put me off. We had a we had a cat in our family when we, when I was younger. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, his uh, her name was Silly Tigger because I named her and I was five. Nice. <laughs> See, five year olds are always the best at naming things. Oh yeah, yeah. Like straight up because when I was five, I named my stuffed bear, which I still have. His name is Brown Bear. And he's a brown bear. Because he's brown. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. And I have another one that I use as a pillow. His name is Big Bear. Because he's big. Because he's big. (laughs) Yeah. Best way to name things. I I also got a baby doll just before my sister was born. And I decided to name him Baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. A.K.A. Jesus. No, Jesus. <laughs> Baby Jesus. He's not Hispanic at all. <laughs> He's very white. He's very white. All right. Uh, let's see. What else did I name? I, in my whole child life, have never had a stuffed animal. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> what on earth? What? Did you have any comfort objects? Mm, no, not really. My only comfort... Was like Shiloh when she came along, but before that, I just never had a stuffed animal. 
Okay, that make that makes sense. That might contribute to why you have some anxiety. Do I, do I have to sleep with a stuffed animal now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like I'm not trained on that. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm not a trained professional. Don't take my word for it. Neither am I. We're both young. We still got, still got what another fifty, sixty years. Thought we're finally actually old. I already feel old, so. <laughs> I feel kind of old because of how much stuff I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm living like a thirty-year-old. Yeah. And I'm only nineteen. So, I mean, I think that's, I think I relate that to the millennial experience of seeing people grow up around them, but not feeling like they're aging and realizing that people born in the 2000s are now adults who can drink. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, a lot of kids are born in 05, 07, something like that. That's like in our generation, but we're the we're the last generation that like I mean before that. I was born in '98. And I was born like two years after, or like four. So I'm O two, so yeah, that's four. That's four, yeah. I know math. Yeah. Yeah, I know math too, a little bit, because I have to teach it to students. So, I I understand up to probably about a third grade level of math <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm all the way up to ge- geometry, but geometry is not it's not math, in my opinion. It's like, this is a triangle. Why is it a triangle? I'm like, oh, because cause I saw in the picture, it says a triangle. I teach just like, do the math and explain me why it's a triangle. And I'm, uh, why is your car a car? Do the math. Figure out why my car is a car. You know. Yeah. That's geometry for you. Tell me why my car is a car. Slap that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Slap that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Give it to my math teacher. Give, tell me mathematically why my car is a car. Yeah. <laughs> Bold letters. That'll be hilarious. Let's see. I got a lot of trinkets up there. I'm really liking the stream room. Podcast room. <laughs> Uh, it's a very chill space. I yeah, like it's, the it's atmosphere chill. we've created in the studio. Yeah, in the studio. <laughs> this is we're recording in my office. This is a this is a a huge budget type podcast. Like we're not we don't have thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment. Mm-hmm. And we're not like super perfectly planned. We don't have people editing and stuff for us we're literally just doing this all on our own yeah i'm planning to be editing tomorrow probably but yeah i have a lot of trinkets in here i wasn't i didn't i didn't really count them all and i'm planning to add more but i have these tiny little shelves in my office that i have set up most likely well over a hundred little little figurines trinkets nothing of value but I think they look cool. <laughs> He's got a crazy T-Mobile cup with marbles in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I picked up that uh, limited uh, Pride Month drop from T-Mobile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to drink out of because straws are hard to clean, my guy. <laughs> that, that's a fact. I don't like cleaning straws. I'm starting to put up some more of my... Display pieces. All these pictures. Yeah. You kept a lot of things from school. The moment school ends for me, everything's gone. Trash. That's <laughs> because I didn't really have good experiences. And no, I understand that. Yeah. Like I, I completely understand. There's some years of school that I have no memory of. Yeah, that, exactly. Like, I've thrown a lot of stuff away. And I will continue to throw stuff away. But, you know, I'm going to hold on to stuff from my time working where I'm working. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Cause definitely like, do Because it took a few years, but, like, last year was rough with COVID and everything. 
Oh yeah. That's... But this year's gonna be this year's been better by far. Got a better team together. I would say They're this start- year is better for like a lot of things. Oh yeah. They're starting to pay us better. They gave us a raise and an increase in hours. That's good. I still make less than you do, probably. So we're we're making pretty much the same amount of... Of money right now, yeah. Right now. But once I start working this summer, I'll be making more. Yeah. I could buy a new car. Yeah. I can't even think about buying a new car yet. Me neither. I'm, I'm too attached to my car right now. I've had the car for not a year. I've had the car since March, and I'm already really attached to it. I've, it's, it's been through... A lot. I've broken it down many times. Yeah. I my the car that I drive right now, my dad got when I was I want to say twelve, thirteen. Either that or I was like eight. But everything when I was a child that happened to me happened to me when I was eight. <laughs> oh, true. Because I don't remember my age. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta stay hydrated. Stay hydrated, boys and girls. See, my car is from 98 or 97, but uh, my dad only had that car for a year before I did. But the people that had it before me was his friends. They've had it since the dealership in 97, which was in Minnesota. Oh, wow. So since I went to Minnesota and it moist, uh, I hate that word. But yeah, (coughs) a wet state. Drove to Colorado and it became a rust bucket from all that oh, yeah. humidity and now it's a squeaky little Toyota Camry. Yeah, my my Corolla, Toyota Corolla is an 06. It's got more miles than mine. It'll probably keep driving forever. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what they're designed to do. Exactly. Which... You know what? I'm going to rant on planned obsolescence for a little bit. It's kind of ridiculous to me that um, companies would start to uh, build things in to make sure that things break down. Right. Like, it's mind-boggling to me that someone would do that. iPhones, for example. Mm -hmm. When the new iPhone comes out, the iPhone before that becomes like defective kind of mm-hmm. so it won't yep. take the next update it yeah you know then it just starts slowing down even though it it probably can last like a whole another five years yeah exactly unless you drop it from any height because i was designed done. to break and then you have to replace it at you have to get it fixed at the apple store and they're not equipped so the best choice that they have is to completely replace your phone yeah which that's mainly the reason why they make things not last super long because if things lasted super long we would always have to make new parts for the new things and for the old things yeah and you wouldn't have as many people needing new things then your profit goes down stocks are going all over the place so the more new things that come out. I was waiting to listen to see if I could hear the jingling and like the running and. Well, of Hartsfield. Hartsfield, because yeah. like, at first I heard the first thump and I'm like, oh man, what did he knock over this time? Or did he jump off the bed and hit his head? Because he can't land on all fours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can jump off the bed fine. He has to he has to do his front leg walk for a few steps before he regains his balance and doesn't overcorrect. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Yeah, my cat is like a circus performer. He's he's great. Yeah, he's born to perform. Yeah. Stay hydrated, boys and boys and girls. Boys and girls. So, uh, yeah. So about that, about like you know things purposely being uh, curated to be destroyed later on is because of like profit and yeah it makes sense from a business perspective but like but from a consumer's perspective it's 
It's absolutely ridiculous. I'll buy the older stuff before I'll buy the newer stuff because it's starting to work its way into stuff like tools. Like my parents got tools as a wedding gift, which included a drill. And the drill lasted them like 20 years. And they dropped it like dozens and dozens of times. And it still worked. If they dropped their new... Or YL on a 20 horsepower electric drill, it's probably just going to die. Yep. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's also because of quality. Back in the day, they made things out of, like, just straight-up metal, super hard plastic, something like that. And now everything's made out of, like, everything's 3D printed. It's super, like, flimsy. Yeah. Yeah, no. that's why That's why I like collecting vintage toys. Because, oh, yeah. you know, I'm planning to have a kid someday. And I would prefer to give them vintage toys to play with rather than new toys. Because I know that the vintage toys aren't going to break on them. Yeah. You get, you get them a, a new Thomas the Train. Like, from today. It's probably going to break so much sooner than... Thomas the Train from... See, I don't go for Thomas the Train or anything that's painted because I know that they used lead paint a long time ago. They did, yeah. Um, So I want to keep my kids safe. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but like, like stuffed animals. Like I have a cabbage patch. I mean, if you think about it, some of the toys were made out of like wood. Yeah. And now they're not anymore, so. Yeah. Um, I have a... 80s Cabbage Patch, several cloth-faced Precious Moments dolls, which I think are awesome. Some people would say they're creepy, but... I think they're creepy. I don't see it. (laughs) I hate them. (laughs) Um, I also like porcelain dolls because they hold value. Oh, yeah. People also say that they're creepy, but I can understand that part. All dolls are creepy, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can understand that. I mean, I also also make my own stuffed animals. Those are not creepy. Those are cool and unique. Yeah. I've made two so far. I have a a bear. Well, I've, I've made way more than two. What am I saying? I've made two from a design. I have a large number... Of sock monsters that I've made, which is basically you cut apart old socks and stuff it with stuffing or other old socks. I'm gonna get googly eyes. You don't even need eyes. You just. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I gave mine eyes. I used black socks, cut out shapes, (laughs) the shape of eyes, and just put it on where I thought the face was. Yeah. And then I have another one. Um, it's right there. I gave it button eyes. It's made out of yarn. I intended... I was planning to make something for a hat. But it didn't work out. So I wound up continuing it and reducing it. And then I stitched the bottom shut. Stuffed it full. And now it's a thick boy. Now it's a thick <laughs> Boy, all right. It's that one over there. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> That's it, boy. Yeah. It's made out of yarn. It's great. It's great. It's awesome. I love them. It's awesome. Yeah. Technology, do we like that these days? Can't really uh, have anything for too long. Yep. Not liking that. But, you know. It kind of has to be done. Yeah, you know? from a business standpoint. That's what that's what late stage capitalism is all about. True, true. Like we're at the point now where everything is a subscription. Like eventually you want to get a Tesla, you got to s- sign up for the ignition subscription. Yeah. You got to pay every month to make sure your car starts. Got to pay every month to make sure your car starts. <laughs> I mean, Elon Musk, don't do that. Please. Yeah, please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> I do. I want to get a. I want to get a Tesla someday. Yeah, me too. 
But, like, I don't want to break the bank, so I'm going to get one of the older models. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to... I don't want to have it to where I hop in the car and it's not letting me start because I don't have the latest software update. Yeah, but... You and I both know that that's what's going to happen, but it's a dream, you know. It's a dream. Yeah, it's a dream. But, um, eventually the electric cars are going to take over the world. We're just going to have to roll with it. Did you hear they made the new electric F-150? The F-150 Lightning? Yeah. That thing can go from zero to 60 with 1,000 pounds in the back truck. So it makes me wonder how much it could do without load. And it's got tons of cargo space. It's got the trunk, the yeah. back, the seats. <clears throat> yeah. I watched a review that Marquise Brownlee did, which is a MKBHD. I've heard, I've heard about him. You've heard about him? Yeah. Yeah. He's my uh, favorite tech tuber. Yeah. I heard, I heard about him from the 2018 YouTube Rewind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually wanted to become a tech tuber when I was like like two years ago, but then I realized like how tech is today. It does not. It's not. It's not a super new thing. It's just new updates from an older thing. Yeah. When they started doing tech, that's when like tech really started to come out. So if I were to do it now, it'd be completely pointless because there's so many. Oh yeah. Tech yeah. tubers out there. And if you don't get a video sponsor, you're you toast. you're spending out of your own pocket. Yeah. Exactly. To review whatever tech you're reviewing. Yeah. That's the same with streaming. I, I really want to stream. That's actually something that I'm passionate for. That's something I really want to do, but I'm afraid to start it because there's guy, so many other people out there that have a bigger audience. My guy, don't worry about the audience. I'm not worrying about the audience on this. That is true. That is true. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit this. I really do enjoy using GarageBand. It's a great app. It's a great app. Yeah. I just don't have any Apple products, so I can't play on it often. True, true. Well, we got this now, so. Yeah. I like, it'll be fun to do some editing. It'll be fun to to do the uh, uh, ad spot. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Um, you know, it's going to be fun. This is a hobby. I'm not, my hope, my, my big hope with this is to make enough money to pay for this mic. Yeah. Because right now, I'm $60 in, and if I can get $60 up, I'll be happy. Exactly, yeah, yeah. That's how, uh, that's how business works. Yeah, it's not it's not a business thing, though. Like, I'm doing this for fun. True, true, true. <laughs> that's, that's the thing with streaming for me as well. I, like, I don't want to stream as a full-time job. And, like, that's the only thing I'm doing. I want to stream for fun. But, you know, half the time when I'm streaming, I'm just streaming to zero viewers. And it just feels weird. Yeah. Because it's quiet. All you hear is my keyboard. And, you know, there's no interaction with chat or anything like that. So it's kind of hard to pursue that dream. Yeah, that makes sense. See you. But that's why you keep streaming. Because... A lot of big YouTubers lately have been raiding small streamers' streams. They have been, yeah. I have noticed that. And it's always entertaining because it's, the people are just normal people. And then they get like $10,000. And it's like, what? Yeah, they're like so <laughs> surprising. Like... Yeah. Honestly, I'd probably be one of the ones that's like, no, you take that back. No, you don't give that much. Yeah, you don't. Like, what are you doing? Give me a dollar. <laughs> that's it. That's all I need. Just, yeah. <laughs> like, how am I going <laughs> to... 
Yeah. Yeah. That's why I never want to do like lottery stuff because if I actually win the lottery and get a million, my guy, yeah, I don't even know. what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and then you then you're gonna have random family members coming out of the wood, woodwork like, <laughs> hey, I'm your second cousin. I'm your second cousin. You don't know me, but hey, I'm your second cousin. Like, could you like help a brother out? Help a brother out? Be like, I don't even know you. Pretend I know you. Yeah. So that's why, if you ever do wind up winning the lottery, folks out there, if anybody ever listens to this, when you guys get to my age, your brain just doesn't like you want to do so many things, but you can't do all of them at once. You have to do one thing at a time. I'm like, ooh, I want to become a mechanic. Oh no, I want to become a streamer. I want to become a a pilot, or no, I want to do this, but, you know, I wish I could do all those things at once, but I can't, so. Uh, what, what's, what's that lady's name? The one that goes through stuff, the organizer. Who? Uh, Mary Connie? I never heard of her. Um, she's the one that's like, this one brings joy. Have you heard about that one? No, I haven't. That whole thing? Yeah, I think her name is Mary Connie. <clears throat> but, um, so basically, the Mary Connie method is going through everything you own and asking yourself, does this bring joy? And if it doesn't, you get rid of it. So, like, it shows three different cars. It's got a Lamborghini, a Ford F-150, and then, like, a Porsche or something. And it's got the Lamborghini and the Porsche X'd out. And the Ford is checked. Which makes sense, because do you need the other two cars? Do they bring joy? Do they bring joy, yeah. Yes, they may bring joy for that temporary moment when you buy it for half a million and you're like, everybody's looking at me, I'm so insane. But then you realize the cost just to replace your blinker fluid. <laughs> it's like yeah, <laughs> way up the yeah. <laughs> But then your F one fifty's blanket food is like two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's like you gotta do that with ideas as well. Oh that's true, that's true too. That's hard for me. I know, man. <laughs> yeah. It's it was hard for me too. Like I had to take a deep look. Figure out, like, exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I, I was incredibly lucky to be able to get into my, basically, dream job. Or at least step to my dream job. Or current dream job. This is your dream job? What? This is your dream job? Yeah, working with working with kids. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Oh, just since high school. Yeah. Wow, that's basically, cool. like, um, I did a few college visits. Um, decided I'd look into education because I was thinking of being a music teacher. Because I wanted to do something with music. But then, yeah. someone brought up special education. And th- th- then it clicked. I'm like, oh, yeah. Special so education click. exists, too. What was that? So it was that click? It yeah. Was the, it was the, uh, like, oh, my gosh, wow, this is actually a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm... See, so you, so you're passionate for it. That's the thing. Yes. Me, so, I, I'm passionate for all those things I've listed, but I, I still haven't really found the exact thing I, I really want to do. See, I get I get super focuses because of the autism, and I uh, if I think of some if I have one thing that I want to focus on, um, I focus on it. If I discover something, like right now it's podcasting, like I find it incredibly fascinating, and it's pretty fun. Yeah. 
hopefully this lasts for more than six months. I'm gonna try to get it to last more than six months because it's just a conversation. Yeah, that's that's what podcasts are all about. It's literally yeah. just a conversation that uh, people get to hear. Yeah. So, um, at one point, it was solving the Rubik's cube. Well, yeah, it was both of us at one point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I got into it first though, and yeah, I solved it. And you taught me, you taught me in this like really insane way that you wish you really remembered. Yeah, I really re- wish I remembered because I basically laid it out like a storybook. Yeah. I laid out the entire solving process as a storybook, and I can only remember a few parts of it because if I was able to remember that as a storybook, I could write it down and sell it. Because yeah. Yeah. I feel like. Parents now would probably want their kids to know how to solve a Rubik's Cube. (laughs) To get them something to do other than, you know, watch TV all day or something. Exactly. No, they just hand them an iPad. (laughs) Yeah, they'll be on that iPad. Another one of my interests, specialized interests, is alternative tie-dye. So, like, not traditional tie-dye with, like, the bottles, like, the little squirt bottles that you put on white white t-shirts at camp. But like bleach. Yeah. Uh sharpies and rubbing alcohol. I got to figure out some others because it's a lot of fun. So yeah, Tyler is a it's a growing style now. A lot of people are starting to Oh yeah, I am currently wearing a very, very nice bleach tie-dye shirt. Yeah. Then another one of my super focuses, since I was like 16, 17, has been adoption. Like, the whole process, the, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, the entire adoption process, international adoption, domestic, foster... Like, all that stuff. Yeah. I know a lot about it. I like how you, um, when you find something you're interested in, you just focus on it. For me, I, I focus on it for, like, you know, not that long, and then something else pops up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's interesting. And then I get onto that, <clears throat> completely leave behind the other thing. Well, the adoption for me has been an overarching one. Um... But, like you've seen, the other ones come and go. I have a lot of skills that I never use. It's been years since I've knitted something. Since you've what? Since I've knitted something with needles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you used to to do that a lot. I have probably 200 feet worth of scarf. And... Like, at one point, I wanted to make the world record longest scarf. But I don't know the requirements for that, so, like... (laughs) I wonder what the world record is right now. It's massive. Oh. The dude, they they laid it out on an American football field. And it went from one end to the other 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 end. Like, back and forth... Yeah. A large number of times. I don't think I'm ever going to achieve that. But I might eventually add on to what I have. Yeah, and then might just keep going, no matter how long it takes. Yeah, because originally, the, the original thing that I was doing with the scarf was making a Doctor Who scarf. Oh, yeah. The yeah. seventh Doctor, I want to say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was seven. Um, oh. That was another thing I was super focused on. <laughs> yeah. That I super focused on for like a good... Doctor Who. ...few years was Doctor Who, yeah. Yeah. Tracking down all the the old, old Doctor Who that I could, watching every new episode on the BBC when my parents had cable. I scheduled a birthday party for the night of the... Like, 
new doctor reveal or no, I want to say it was the, the day of the doctor. It was the 50th anniversary special. I scheduled my birthday party around that one year. I think that was my 14 year old 14th birthday. Wow. And I invited one person. <laughs> well, for me, my super focus when I was like 12 was, my, uh, was becoming a pilot. I was like, I studied like so much at so many airplane books, pilot books. Yeah. Watching YouTube videos on how to fly a plane. I was like really deep into it. And then um, I did that for actually quite a bit. And then COVID happened. We were just stuck on our computers all day. Yeah, that's rough. One after another, I was like, computers are cool. <laughs> Started looking into computers. And then I just, you know, pulled me in, and now I, then I just then I built my own computer. And that just made me love it even more, and I just love gaming and you know computer stuff. But my my struggle when it comes to gaming, and wanting to stream is like what other people would think. Like what if my grandpa asked me like after a few years, he's like, so what do you do now? What's your job? And I'd be like, oh, I stream. He's like, oh, what do you stream? I'm like, oh, I, I stream on Twitch. You know, I play games. And he's, you know, I, I can already see his reaction of, like, you play games all day for for eight hours. I'm like, yeah. But yeah. there's there's more to it. You know, I got to create content. I got to edit, clip, yeah. keep my views going. But, you know, it's that's my fear. Like, when I first started, when I first got my build going, my mom was like, you're on the game too much. Even though I played for like an hour a day, but you know, that's my struggle. Yeah. Gaming's my passion. Gaming is my passion. It is legitness. Fitness is a lifestyle. <laughs> that's a joke. I'm not very fit. Anybody out there that's like me? And who who's actually passionate for gaming, not just gaming for fun. They're actually passionate. They're actually like trying to get better and you know like become pro, or whatever. I'm highly advised. Just keep chasing. Yeah. Uh, that goal, you know. But also, be smart about it. Don't take out credit cards. Yeah. Don't don't go into debt over it. Yeah, don't put don't put five hundred dollars in a Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you use that money you get from streaming and everything to better improve your stream, to better improve your equipment, to you know, all these things. Like I watch many streamers, you know, Cypher PK, Nick Merch. And they all started out just like me. They streamed with like a laptop. And the built-in camera and the built-in mic. And now they're over here with two PCs, five monitors. They have mods. They have, like, five people working for them. And they're making a good, like, six figures a month. Yeah. Yeah. That would be... That would be crazy. That would be a dream. Yeah. Earning six figures a month. Like... Oh. How do you do that? I don't know. Like, seriously. Become a millionaire, invest in stocks, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, if I had six figures a month, I wouldn't worry so much every day about, like, what if my car breaks down? You know, like, oh, if my car breaks down, all I do is go to the shop, fix it. If it costs two grand to fix, I'll pay two grand. Instead of being like, I gotta save up for the two grand first. So let me drive around my almost broken down car for the next five months until I earn two grand. Yeah, yeah. You know. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Working in education, I know that I know that struggle. Like I know the grind for I know the gig economy. Yeah. Like you got to do what you got to do. I should probably diversify my income. I only have 5 jobs. Yeah, I should probably diversify my income to earn more, to be able to save up money. 
because, you know, like I was saying, I do eventually want to have a kid. Uh. And I want to be able to raise them not poor like I was when I was a kid. So that's definitely another, like, it's kind of like a scar-ish, you know. You don't want your kid to go through the same thing you went through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, even if I didn't recognize it then, like, I knew that I I was going through something that that most people don't have to go through. And I recognized that. Like, when I was a kid, like, we'd we'd get commodities. We'd get, uh, we never got food stamps. But we got, we got government food. So we got... Costco free food samples? No, we didn't have enough for a Costco membership. Oh. That was, you have to have a membership to go in. That was my family. <laughs> I don't want my kid to have to go through that. I want to be able to provide for them. I want them to be able to have gushers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like as a treat. You know, not every day. Yeah. I want to be... I want to have the ability for them to have gushers. I want to have the ability to buy my kid like a $20 like a $20 toy that they want you know yeah instead of having to instead of having to go to Goodwill or something exactly I mean we'll still probably go to Goodwill I mean, you can actually find something good there, so... You can find a lot of good stuff. That's where I get all of my vintage toys. <laughs> yeah. I don't have very many in here. Yeah, trust me. I know, I know where you're coming from. That's, uh... My, my mom obviously struggled through that. She had two kids, and she was all by herself. She was single, so... And she was single for, like, as long as I was alive, so... About 16 years. So, you know, I was the uh, father figure of the house. For a while, yeah. and then, um, yeah, I know exactly how that feels when uh, you just don't want to have your kid go through the same thing you went. So you just try to improvise and be better. Yep, and the current plan is to be a single person when I adopt my kid, and if God decides to change that along the way, great. If not, great. great. Yeah. Like he, he gonna do he, he, he do whatever he wants. Exactly. He's weird that way. Like yeah. I have a big flag in my living room because I'm asexual as well. So don't experience desire for that stuff. Stay hydrated, kids. I do. <laughs> uh, oh, I would say that <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's that wasn't a super focus, but like when I was fifteen, for about like three months straight, I was just all about girls. I like wanted to date every single one of them, and I asked out probably every single girl in my school. Realized how much I got rejected because I was just rushing everything. After yeah. that, <laughs> yeah, I was like, never mind. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I have I have dated a few two people. I've dated two people. <laughs> um, the first date, the first girl, I never kissed. <laughs> the extent of our affection was holding hands. All right, that's where you should start, anyways. So. Exactly. Yeah, and. But the thing is, we were we were together for like a solid year. Jeez. <laughs> See, but I am extremely uneducated on these things. You know, I I was homeschooled for high school. Um, oh yeah, so you never really got that interaction with. I never got the interaction people with that many people and the people that I did go to my homeschool program with um, were also all Christians for the most part but it wasn't a Christian school which was good 
I, I don't know if I could have handled having Bible classes. No. <laughs> so many debates would go down with my teacher if I had a Bible class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was, yeah, my homeschool program, all the other kids were sheltered kids. I was a sheltered kid. I don't even know if my elementary school for the upper grades offered the sex education class. Because I know some places do for the upper grades, like fourth, fifth, like the puberty talk and stuff like that. Well, it's kind of crazy because I've been to public schools for a while. Mm -hmm. Then I went to charter, back to public. But I've never had sex ed class. That's weird. Yeah. Does your, does your school actually offer it? No. None of my schools offered it. Say what? Yeah. CSEA, Penrose Elementary. That is so, so weird yeah, no, to me. I personally believe that, you know, like you fourth, fourth grade is a good year to start because that's when they start going through puberty. Kids are growing up a lot faster now oh, yeah, that I've seen. Sure. But, like, fourth grade is a good year to start the sex ed talk, you know, about the changes your body goes through in puberty. I never got that. Yeah. All I got was my dad saying, do you have hair on your balls yet? <laughs> he signed it. He didn't say it out loud because he's deaf. True, 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 true. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know my district offers the sex ed classes throughout middle school and high school. See, that's good. Yeah. And, you know, I personally plan to have my kid attend all of those. Like cuz I know that it's an optional thing where the parents can opt them out. They don't feel like they're ready, but normally it comes down to the parents being like, I'm going to protect my kid from all this th thinking about sex, but like... That's how the world works. Yep. I still think it's kind of crazy that I never got sex ed. Like... I, I didn't either, so, you know. That That's just crazy to me, dude. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Having some sex ed would have really, really helped out. <laughs> yep. See, I just got, like, my mom would explain some things, and then my, my grandma would explain some things. But, you know, when your parents explain it to you, they're, like, fishy about it, and they're, like, you know, the, 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 the thing, the thing, you know, you know. And oh, see, I'm gonna. Blood comes out, you know, you know. I'm, like, if I have a daughter, like, I'm gonna be very clear, very blunt. Like, I'm gonna use the scientific words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And be like, this is exactly what's going to happen. You might not experience it for a few years, but it'll be okay. She's gonna be so confused. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. I'm. I am. I am mentally prepared to answer all the questions. Yeah, random. Like, kids ask the weirdest questions. Well, cause, you know, they're... Because they're still learning about the world. They're learning how everything works. They're learning how everything fits together. Yeah. So, yeah, I know kids have a lot of weird questions because they're learning how the world works, how everything fits together, how they fit in to everything. Yeah. Like, you know, so the asking of questions makes sense to me. Yeah, that's, that's how it should be, at least. If your kid's not asking you questions, then are they, what's going on with them? No? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a very typical thing. And so I'm prepared, mentally prepared for all of the questions. I think, I think a lot of parents like new parents go into it and they're like, I don't know what to expect because they've never been around children before. And see, I have been doing a lot of work to make sure that I, like, am able to 
like have that experience. Just because you're passionate about it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I had an English paper last year, and um, we had to do one vocabulary word, and we had to do a, uh, do a two page essay elaborating on that one vocabulary word. And I did the word procrastination. Procrastination, a lot of people is like, oh, you're procrastinating because you're not, you know, doing your work. But procrastination is when your mind or like you, you don't think it's important. When something's important or you're something you're passionate about, you're going to do it no matter what it takes. Mm-hmm. But if it's not that important to you, you're going to be like, oh, I can do this tomorrow. And then, you know, it kind of goes off and off. Yeah. That's all procrastination is. So I thought I thought of that when you were talking about, you know, just you're like you're still constantly figuring out how to adopt and Yeah. Do all that. Yeah, I honestly currently have a time frame for it. I'm gonna be starting the emailing in October. Oh yeah, you told me that. Yeah. I'm gonna get the home study going and uh, November. Home study. That would be cool. Oh, yeah. I'm just not supposed to be like a person that mm-hmm. interviews us. Yes. Uh. Yeah, there's going to be a person that interviews us, Make sure that everything's safe and all that. I've been watching a few videos because I was, I was getting very nervous about it. Basically, what I'm going to expect is they're going to ask me about my thoughts on Discipline, like how I discipline the kids. Oh, yeah, it's true. Which, got to be love and logic, yeah, right? That's the most simple way to do it, yeah. Exactly, like, I understand you're yelling at me. And I do this at, I do this at my job all the time. I have kids that will yell at me all the time. And I'm like, I understand that you're yelling at me. I'm not going to respond until I can understand what you're saying. And I can't understand what you're saying if you're yelling. Yeah. And, they, and then all of a sudden it's a silent treatment from them. Yeah, but like, if they're not yelling, then I can ask them what they were wanting. Yeah, exactly. And I can help them out from there. If they're screaming and crying and throwing throwing stuff around and kicking their feet, I'm like, okay, you can throw your tantrum, go for it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's when, and then you also got to follow through. Like, if you're like, we're going to leave this Walmart, we're not going to get any of this food. That's when you leave the cart there and you go out to the car. <laughs> yep. See, my mom threatened that several times. Oh, well. But we always wound up continuing shopping. Also, like the three strike, three strike type rule you know like don't touch that cactus son (laughs) don't touch that cactus son don't touch my car (laughs) and the kid touches it and you're like I told you not to touch my car and I'm like oh okay and they usually don't do it again because they're like oh don't touch this car or like don't do that because you know you got mad at me instead of being instantly getting him in trouble the first time he does it See, that's, that's another thing about kids that I've discovered is that with working with them for so long is they like to push boundaries. They like to test their boundaries. Like sometimes they try to do stuff and get away with it to see if they get away with it. And sometimes they do stuff to try to get in trouble so that they know their boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Like um, we had a new kid come in. And she was, she was trying to climb stuff, but she was a good listener because I'd be like, nope, that's not a choice. No, that's not a choice. Good job. Yeah. When and she, then she do- gets that congratulations. And- exactly, yeah. So I'm going to implement a lot of that into parenting because it just makes sense. Thank you guys for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you guys have a nice morning thank you thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed 
please come back for the next episode for our conversation with two deaf codas. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.